Guys, I got a little history lesson for you and to kick off this little mini sub. Did Tell you me, teach me? Did you know that James A. Garfield was shot on uh, Saturday, July 2nd, 1881? Uh, former president, of course, died months later, uh, but he it was a Monday, September 19th, 1881. And that is the origin of why Garfield hates Mondays. Huh. Wow. Did you guys know Are that? you serious? Is that a serious <laughs> thing? No. Welcome, I boys and ghouls, to another motherfucking <laughs> mini-zone of Halloween's Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. We're doing, We're recording this on a Monday, which we yeah. never do. Yeah, yo, we fucked up this weekend. We all usually of us, release on a it's, Monday. All of us. It's no, no, summer no, 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 Steve. No, Steve. No, no. Steve, don't be the prude here, okay? Steve, <laughs> take, don't let me Steve, in. Take blame, summer take, break. Take blame for a thing that wasn't your fault, Steve. <laughs> it was me and Meg. Our, uh, our schedules were a little crazy. Things got wacky. Uh, and we were not able to record on uh, this weekend. Um, so... Uh, we had to release a day late. We are recording this on a Monday. Anybody who knows me and listens to my other show knows they that don't. I am a shut-in. <laughs> <laughs> they know I'm a, those three people know I'm a shut-in and I don't have a life outside. So none of this was my fault. <laughs> yeah, we uh, things were getting getting wacky, getting hairy. Um, like I said, it's Monday. And I like sat down. I just got done with work two seconds ago. I've been working for fucking 12 hours today, running all over the place. Just got off my 19th conference call of the day. And I'm like, like pour myself a beer. And I'm like, it's been a fucking week. And it is Monday. Like, I'm just, it's, it's a lot. Um, guys, we got to balance the work life situation. And also I will say this, I want to apologize for anybody who was waiting for their episode on Monday morning, because that is a bummer. Uh, when you're on your way to work, you want to listen to your favorite podcast and it's not there, but also money back guarantee. I'm getting <laughs> free refunds for anybody who wants a refund on this free podcast. 10 out of 10. If you don't money love ba- us. Money back guarantee. I'll send you exactly zero fucking dollars, which is what you pay, you rat fucks, um, no. for this podcast. Man, Brian's going at it. He's like, you know what? I, you love me, and I also fuck you, like pretty uh, much. I need you know? beer and pizza in my body right now. Beer and pizza. <laughs> Pizza need to be in my body right Ooh. this fucking second, or I'm yeah. gonna freak out and rip my I'm own like fucking face off. I'm bothered over here with this food I'm eating. I'm sorry. Like I'm, you are like sweating, sweating. I'm profusely. Sweating Steve, bad. was there a legal disclaimer you wanted me to say because I call people <laughs> rat fucks? No, no. You can call them rat fucks all you want. The legal disclaimer is it only applies to this episode. Just in case in the future, if we move things to the Patreon. Uh, I see. I see. Yes, just for yeah. this episode. You get your money, money back, back. guaranteed, hundred percent free. This is free, free episode. Yeah. All the other episodes before this have also been free. FYI. Yeah, we yep. have so much content for people right now. Like, they I'm should, just they, dripping they be content to us with how much free content we have for everyone right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Brian, you don't need to apologize. I am like, stop apologizing. I, I am my saliva. <laughs> like, I, I'm just, I'm oozing content right now. What are you eating over there that you're sweating your okay, face so off? So I like, yeah, no. So I didn't eat much this afternoon. So I grabbed some food from work on my way home, but I'm like sweating because this food is so delicious. 
but I, um, you guys know me, like I, like I don't do spicy well, but I'm like trying. I'm trying real hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have this like tomato and cucumber salad from where I work. And basically it has this like a uh, base of like labna, which is like this almost like yogurt type base. Mm-hmm. Well, then we have tomatoes, cucumbers, and then it has like a uh, zoog dribbled all over it, which is like this spicy cilantro sauce. And that's what's making my mouth want to kiss ice all hail zoog that's all i'm saying guys <laughs> have you had zoog? do you like zoog like every i do time i do okay. i do and it's coincidentally really good, i just man. ate a bunch of tomato it's that time of year we got tomatoes and cukes in the garden so made a little tomato cuke salad but i went a little bit of a of a of a mediterranean direction with mine but that's cool. uh, i got some uh, fal- so i do have some falafel crisps on top of Ooh, it i fucking Does that I help? fuck with Look the it, falafel i'm gonna, I'm gonna eat the falafel crisps that mm. does look good. I love so a falafel. Good. I just jammed a, a piece of uh, 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 Pizza Joe's pizza in my face before we got on here because <laughs> I haven't eaten all day. Um, but I am 100% going to eat five more pieces of Pizza Joe's pizza when we get off the booze. Oh, Steve, any fun uh, food exploits today? <laughs> Meg and I are ravenously hungry. <laughs> I, I had a little bit of ramen for lunch. Little ramen action. Do we have beers? Should we talk about beers? Guys, we're going to talk about a movie here. You already know what it is because you looked at the podcast. It's called Orphan First Kill. It sucks. But before we do, <laughs> before we do that, let's talk about the beers that we're drinking. Who has beers? I got beers. What do you got? Go for it. Uh, this one is from Three Heads Brewing, somewhere out of New York. Mm. Uh, it's their Old Salty. It's a salted caramel chocolate stout. Blech. And it is six and a half and 30 IBUs. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I gagged when he said that. You did. You did. That was like so reactionary. Did you rim I, the glass with like just melt like Hershey syrup and like. No, it's in the bottle. It's in the bottle. Oh, oh, mm. oh my God. Okay. Uh, sh- I don't know if I should embarrass myself on the show right now and say this, but like. The moment or the 400th sl- time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I actually am not embarrassed by anything I say at this point. Uh, maybe the first episode. Um, but like now in my mind, as soon as you said, I was like, oh, yeah, caramel cum rim. Yes. On your glass. <laughs> because caramel that's what that beer deserves. <laughs> Mix it up, dip it and then fucking go. That's why you always have to keep all the accoutrements of sex magic. You got to keep cum. You got to keep period blood in large quantities <laughs> oh, around your house wow, so you okay, can do cool. sex so, magic. Okay, Brian, I, I appreciate you like going along with my my thread here. That's what you need for sex magic. Do you guys not know it. anything about sex magic? I just figured that was the counter behind Starbucks being that you can order anything so yeah, yeah they're just all they're like jacking off back there like that's yeah. actually why it takes so long and you should always order ahead that is there's definitely a low budget porno order. just about a bunch a bunch of people working at starbucks jacking off back there can um, i get a ribbon of caramel and two squirts of squirt <laughs> two Man. ropes of caramel um sorry guys sorry 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 um <laughs> We need to stop apologizing instead for this because it's going to only get worse like, from can here. Can I get three pumps of the of the vanilla <laughs> shot? Just no, I need three ropes. <laughs> yeah, terrible. that's the way. That's the way everybody needs to order now. You yeah. need to order it by ropes. Give me some thick ropes. <laughs> three <God>. ropes. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Wow, we uh, lost twenty listeners. <laughs> 
people are eating breakfast, drinking their morning coffee, listening to us talking about all types of shit. I mean, this is ship. a time where people start actually catching on and they're like, hey, oh, we got a horror podcast over here and look at these DGens yeah. talking about look, cum rims. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best time to get it in their head. <laughs> that way, when they're ready for their lunch break to go get their Starbuckies yeah. or Dunky Doos, well, however not, it be. We're not sponsored by Starbuckies, bud. We're not. We're not Yet? sponsored by Starbuckies. That's why I also said Dunky Doos. Yeah. Whichever you pick. <laughs> yeah. And then you go we're up and you say, them. "Hey, they got to fight it out and they got to choose." Yeah. But when you go up, you say, let "We're me open get, to discussions." Yeah. Let me get three ropes, a fucking caramel, and a thick squirt of coconut. <laughs> And they, you know, Man. that's how you put your orders in for now on. That's yeah. 2022 you know, you the rest of the year. And I'm like, that's healthy as fuck, man. All right. Uh, Steve's drinking gloop glop. What are you drinking, Meg? Uh, High life? Shit. <laughs> Iron City. <laughs> <laughs> this is all checking out. This is the most stereotypical order. And guess what? Guess what I'm drinking, which makes it even a more. Pilsner. A fucking Pilsner, baby. <laughs> Brian's drinking a Pilsner, Meg's drinking some white trash bullshit, and Steve's drinking Gloop Glop. That is just how it goes. That is the most predictable hey, order. guys, we're on brand, and I like it. You know, I'm drinking, I don't but I am change. drinking a new one at least. Like I'm drinking a a, a, a a Pilsner that I have not had before. I'm drinking Talk to us about it. I think it's pronounced Zul X U L, but there's a umlau over the U. It's the first beer I've had from them. Where are they out beer of? Beer company from Tennessee somewhere, Knoxville. Oh, okay. Um, my brother brought it up. They're in town visiting from from beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, but he brought me up a bunch of, it always brings me up a bunch of Tennessee Pilsners and Hellas and shit that I can't get. Um, and this is one I've never had. Um, and it is called, it's a school night. It's their Italian pills. I love that name. Mm. Mm-hmm. I also it's a cool feel label like- too. I also feel like, is there boobs on it for Dollywood? You know, I mean, I feel no, like anything coming I out of Knoxville, we have to have a uh, Dolly Parton boobs. I'm looking on for it. a reference. I don't see it. No, um, it's, cool. it's cool. It is nice. It's it's nice. When I poured it out, it's it's it's, cloudy, it's, it's quite eh? cloudy, Maybe? which kind of sketched me out. But it actually tastes really. It's really nice. Cool. Nice it's beer. an Italian pilsner, so it's got the hop. It's got a dry hop. Yeah, that's what that's how they call it. Yes, give that chef's kiss, you know, emoji. Mozzarella. Um, but no, it actually it's pretty. Why do you pretty look damn good. so much like Bob Ross right now, Brian? Because of my f- afro. <laughs> Sorry, it I is got, getting. I like getting, finally looked at the camera and I'm like, oh wow, Brian did Bob Ross my, today. I know my hair is getting pretty froed out. It's very humid today. And my long curly hair has exploded into a, a Jufro, which I do <laughs> rock um, proudly. As someone of Eastern European Jewish heritage, I am going to sport the Jufro all day. Every um, now and then, he looks like John C. Riley. <laughs> every once in a while. That, that, every that's once in a while. All right. Beers. We got them, right? Um, before we get into the movie, a couple of quick thingies here. Remember, this is our last mini-sode of August. And guess what, guys? If you haven't checked the calendar this Thursday, September 1st, guys, that's fucking spooky season. And I know you guys have argued with me that, no, it can't be spooky season in July. No, definitely not. August isn't spooky season. Fuck you. September 1st, you better all get on board. It's spooky season, guys. It's fucking It's full on Halloween, September 1st. I don't give a shit. 
can we do a poll of how many people have already been to spirit Halloween? Cause I feel like I also want to mm-hmm. know what people got. Like I, I genuinely, I uh, ran into a photographer art, like writer this week and I, I saw she went to spirit already. And you know, she's like looking at all the costumes and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but half this shit is just like things you'd probably wear normally. And you're like, mm. Oh man, yeah, I'm there is just like horror t-shirts shopping yeah. in spirit yeah. Halloween. I brought it. I bought another skeleton. I wanted <laughs> to buy the giant um, shorty from Killer Clowns from Outer Space yeah. animatronic, but I knew I wasn't going to spend the money on it because I figured it was going to be like four or five hundred bucks, which I'm not spending that money. But I do think that uh, only like they didn't even have it You're there. You're not committed, so Brian, and I don't. Like every it. store only gets like one of those items, right? Which mm-hmm. is yeah, it's almost like a display piece. Because so. they're it's waiting a, for people like you. Yeah, I know it's a it's a big ticket prices right kind of game. Mm-hmm. Just gotta see who goes gets it. I've yeah. already dipped my toe into spooky a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've had two. I've had two Reese's pumpkins. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I've had probably yeah. four. <laughs> well, I've had two as of recording. I've had two, and then yeah. I was at a big lots and I saw the big and giant uh, inflatable haunted house uh, yard blow up they have. Nice. Yes. I also and I did post on on camping. the Instagram. I did. Uh, I have already purchased a box of uh, Count Chocula, a box of Booberry, and a box of Frankenberry, and the Count Chocula already gone. So this um, is where you need to solicit. What is the one that um, the gentle sir that we fruit fruit. No fruit fruit yet. The only time I've heard of fruit fruit, and they had the whole big end cap display at the Giant Eagle where I got them, but no, no fruit fruit. And I've been told, and I have not taking the time to confirm this that fruit brute is only in the 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 bulk variety pack situation that they have at sam's club sam's club what burn this motherfucker down i know i'm honestly if i don't get my hands on some fruit brute i'm gonna kill myself you guys (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna fully kill myself um if you want this show to go on you have to send brian fruit fruit fruit, fruit, people don't need to give us money or even um actually review us just send us this cereal that i'm gonna throw myself in front of a train if i don't have fruit fruit in my hands by the end of the week tell them tell the people where you're gonna be at and i'm sure someone actually will show up there i promise you i know i don't know i gotta find a spot that's right by the high line right down the slide box right across the brewery where so many trains i was on the phone today trying to do a conference call and there were 700 trains so at least i knew where to catch a train um so anyway guys i should never know where trains are because he's <laughs> always on the verge of jumping in front of one over never know where trains are um <laughs> so getting back to my original point here it's almost spooky season, guys. I mean, I've, it already is for me, but for the general population, it's almost spooky season. Starts on September 1st. Get with the fucking program. What that means is, guys, next week's episode is our first showdown episode of mm. spooky season, wherein we're going to talk about our topic is satanic panic. We're going to talk about some motherfucking satanic movies, guys, um, some of which uh, Satan is the bad guy, arguably. Some of which Satan is a good guy. Who knows? Mm. We'll talk about it. I'm a big Satan guy personally. I picked a movie, or let's go around the horn. Let's talk about. Let's let's remind our listeners what the movie is that we are picking. Meg, what's your movie? Yo, booze. We're gonna watch Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, because we Classic. understand this is top tier Satanic Panic films. Banger film. Steve, Banger. what is yours? 
the Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Fucking John Carpenter. Banger. Oh my god, you've never seen you're gonna have so much fun. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think this whole episode I'm gonna be really excited about. Keep going. Prince of Darkness, one of my favorites. Mine, I will remind everyone that uh Steve picked my first pick, which is Steve Prince of Darkness, (laughs) but I'm going with the Omen, also another banger. So did I not pick your second pick too? You picked my third pick. Okay, okay. So my heard, picks heard, heard, in heard. order were going to be Prince of Darkness, The Omen, Rosemary's Baby. Uh, I think Steve did that on purpose because he knew you would choose that. Like, I, we've I talked know about I wasn't so going to get times. it. Like, it all came down to you. You were the one who picked the order. And I thought, if you let yeah. me go second, I'm going to get it. If Steve so goes you for me, he's going to get it. Versus yeah. like blame Steve yeah. because he knows you so much better than I do as far as But like, he knows that I love it and I know love. that he loves it. So it would have been dumb. We both love the movie. Yeah, it would have been dumb for either of us to not pick it. So it really came down to you, and you fucked me once again. <laughs> um, My favorite. So <laughs> go watch those movies. It's all of them are absolute bangers. If you haven't seen any of them, rewatch them. They're all great introduction to spooky season because none of them are like Halloweeny, but they're all like got some really cool spooky all vibes. Weenie. They're all weenie all the time. Actually, I don't think there's any weenie in any of these. No, movies. I don't think so. Um, uh, there's mine's mine's pretty hmm. prudish. I think. Yeah. There's I some close. There's, there's some close weenie in mine because he's like in bed with uh, with a chick. Oh, yeah. yeah. You pretend close like you know yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. You might see its outline under the sheets. Mm, yeah. There you you go. also get a sick ass mustache in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, go watch Tom Atkins light. <laughs> it is. It it really, really is. It's like wish.com Tom Atkins. And if you have not watched them before go watch them it's gonna be a blast next week that's gonna be our showdown episode for kicking off september now uh if you want to know what the hell that means we're each gonna pick the movie we're gonna argue about it one person's gonna take home the motherfucking strap for the month but if you want to help us in the future suggest topics we just got some recently really nice suggestions from the social medias um for oh ben our our very good friend ben um bigfoot benjamin who was a uh, guest on the podcast in the past, he suggested a topic which I thought was wonderful, which is just horniest horror. Just the <laughs> horniest oh, movies. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Do we have to... Okay, can we break this idea down, though, real fast? <laughs> is what I want to know is, like, is it a movie that makes me the horniest? Or yeah. in general, we're like... That's how you defend we can, it, Meg. We can, yeah. we can respect the horniness that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Ah, that's a great question. what I don't makes know. me horny might not make you horny. But I hear you, Steve. I hear right. you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's about defending. I mean, if you want to tailor it to your kink, rather mm-hmm. than just general sleaze mm-hmm. we then, could possibly you know. be kink shaming people and i don't love that idea mm-hmm. well that would just uh, be me kink shaming you it, yeah. it's not you know it's not kink shaming wow. people out in the world what if i what if for my wow. horniest horror movie i picked like frogs yeah <laughs> if you pick if you pick, if you pick what is it uh hell comes the frog town <laughs> well that's just because roddy piper makes me horny that's you know totally what? valid you know what yeah he's sexy Brian, man i would actually be pretty excited to hear the defense <laughs> oh boy, I, frogs I, makes like, me horny. I just, I, you know, you I love know you as a I person, lo- and so I just want to hear, I want to hear more about, you know, your kinks and yeah. like what, 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 the, you know, what turns you on. This is a great conversation. Here's why Frogs is the have. horniest movie. Ready? It's because there's hardly any frogs in it, and I like to be denied what I'm promised. <laughs> I like that. I like that defense. There's hardly any frogs in it, and you telling me you're going to give me frogs and then not giving them to me makes me really horny. I like. Um, 
All right, guys. Why are you so fucking weird? <laughs> That's real frog dumb fucking shit there. Wow. <laughs> oh, my dumb. God. He actually ju- actually has a frog costume on right now. We yeah. don't tell people because we don't post the video. But it's like generally... a really cartoonish frog. It's like my co- my Garfield costume yeah. frog. Yes. Yeah. 10 out of 10. This but is I am covered generally... in petroleum jelly to make me all slippery. Oh, my God. Dude. All right, guys. We're on I'm a sorry, tangent. Kate. We I gotta she's talk about the movie. Listen, she knows what she got herself into. Um, <laughs> she stuck around. She didn't have to say yes. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. Let's get into this some bitch movie. But before we do that, if you want to help us, suggest topics like horniest horror movies or whatever the hell other topics or even mini-sode suggestions, go ahead out there on the damn social medias for us. We're going to be doing a lot of really fun stuff uh, as spooky season kicks off here. Uh, at Halloween is forever um, on the Instagrams, at Hello Forever on Twitter, Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook, Halloween is forever pod on TikTok, or, you know, Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com for the email. Steve just came up with a really weird, really weird oh, frog he picture. Got it real fast. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a strange picture. Is it on a scooter? Is there a dog yep. that's dead in the basket? Oh my god, it does. I think it has a dead dog. Yes, it looks all like of a your questions. Dog. It's a sad dog, at least. Yeah. It looks yeah. like the dog is in there against its will. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's from a it's from a Takashi Miike film called Yakuza Apocalypse. Mm. So anybody what? who gets that reference will understand what the picture of the frog is. Yeah. Post it. Post it. A Yakuza Apocalypse. I'm yeah. watching it. It's an, watch. You'll like it. It's an incredibly bizarre film. It has one of the worst endings ever, though. But uh, like in a worse way of like you. Because, okay, when you say worst endings, I tend to enjoy when things don't always go as, go as planned. Mm. It, did it not go as planned or you're like, this is too storybook? And I'm No, like, it's not storybook this. at all. It's just it doesn't make any sense. And it basically ends on like oh, a to hurt. be continued. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking like and then there's no second follow up film or anything. It's just awful. I love oh, every okay. time Steve talks, the, the frog picture comes up on my screen. too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I only want to actually talk to the frog. Speaking of Meg's preferences in movies, we're going to talk about fucking this one, which Meg wanted to. I wanted to do. uh, So so a little little inside baseball here. Meg suggested that we were going to do this this damn movie we're talking about here, which is Orphan First Kill. So she wanted to watch this movie. We were like, okay, fine. And then I forgot. And then I said, we're going to do two B roulette. And then we got off the call. She was like, why'd you say, I thought we were going to do the movie. And I was like, ah, fuck. Okay. We're going to do this movie. Yeah. But then we went and saw it and I started to realize why Meg wanted to do this movie so bad (laughs) is because it's ripe with incest. And that's her favorite (laughs) fucking thing in the world. (laughs) Every movie you watch or you suggest has incest in it. Yes, it does. No, that's false. Tell me okay, more examples. Uh, strange thing about the Johnsons. <laughs> incest. Incest. <laughs> okay. Mother. Okay, we're talking mother. incest. Here it goes, well. Incest. Um, there was four. <laughs> there were oh, this one, of course. And then there was a fourth one. You have now suggested four incest movies. It is a trend. Two times coincidence. Three. It's a three times shame it's on not me. Incest because it. Okay, you guys are like totally manipulating mm-hmm. this right now because this movie is not incest. In theory, she is quote unquote 
the daughter or adopted adjacent but she is not biological so don't come at me about this incest bullshit anymore she she gravitated towards these type of movies no but let's be real you really fucked the pooch on this because i had no idea about like how this movie would Mm. actually turn out i just was excited Mm. because we talked about Mm. it on the show we talked about Orphan, the first one, and oh my god, there's another fucking frog. <laughs> it's a totally different frog. Actually, same frog, different I angle. Like I I'm think. not here. For um. <laughs> so yeah, like I, th- I was pretty impressed by the first one. I, I'm not gonna sit here and defend it. Like it was something I would be like, yeah, go out and watch because I've subsequently, obviously, talked to people about it, and I'm like, yeah, man. So let's well, talk I, about it. I should it. say I'm also not... top of the top of the hour here. If you have not seen the orphan, I'm gonna fucking go off the top <laughs> rope here and fucking land your fucking face and elbow drop you. So fucking hard. This is chaos. Meg is fucked up. Steve's <laughs> just put up a bunch of pictures of frogs. So here, here's what I will say. If you have not seen Orphan, the first one from 2009. Yeah, something like that, because it's been over 10 years since it. Yeah. If you haven't yes. seen that, or of course, in currently in theaters, Orphan, First Kill, both movies hinge pretty heavily, the first one even more so, on a big old twisty twist. So just FYI, spoiler alerts, we're going to ruin the hell out of these movies for you. So we're going to give you a heads quick, up. though, because this one has yeah, one the, good twist. They both you know do. what I mean? Um, the first movie, yeah. The Twist, is it's about this uh, of course, orphan um, who goes to live with this family and she starts doing creepy shit. And they're like, oh, what's she up to? She's fucking killer, whatever. Turns out she's not a 10 year old girl. She's a fucking 31 year old woman with mm-hmm. some form of dwarfism, I guess, um, is how they kind of describe it. Which mm-hmm. I, I which I love this. I love the idea of the story. It's based too, on a because, true story. I, mean, I think, too. What is it? It's ba- yeah, it's right. based on a true story. And I think that's such an interesting concept for someone who could be going through some like psychological bullshit who just all of a sudden was like, holy shit, these like. I went through this, some terrible shit and no mm. one loves me. And now all of a sudden I'm going to be a murderous fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So it, it hinges on this, this whole thing. You don't really see it coming that well. Um, the, 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 the right. actress, uh, which her name's escaping me. I have it looked up and I forgot it. Isabella Furman. Yes, she does a tremendous job in the first movie, I think, even though it's not, you know, a masterpiece or anything like that. Mm. Um, they mm. do uh, it, the the it. And if you don't especially know the, the true story that's based on, which is kind of a fairly famous true crime story, it will probably take you off guard. Um, they, they do a, a pretty good job of it. I think it's such a cool premise, though, yeah. too. I, I genuinely do. I think like it's one of those things that will throw you so far off guard. And they did such a good job in the first one, which is why, I, again, watching it years after it came out. I think struck me in which I was like, holy shit, this is actually a really cool concept. And finding out that it's actually a real story, I think is a great thing. Um, but let's go into the, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, yeah. So in the first movie, the, the actress, especially, which I don't know what her age was when that came out in 2009. Um, but I am going to look cause now I am quite, um, I feel like she was in her mid twenties when the first one came out and then she was born, like no, 40? She, she no, she's only twenty five now. She's only twenty five now. Oh. Yeah, so she was she was a, a, a child. She was born in nineteen ninety seven. So she was only oh, okay. 12, 12 years old when the first movie came out. Oh, that's wild. Uh, yeah, so it made sense because you were like, oh, she looked like a little girl, 
And she was supposed to be playing, I just looked, she was playing nine. Um, the parents in the first movie, because you had to go through the grief with them because they had a, a daughter who died or a child who died and then they adopted. Um, it's much better, way, way, way better acted in the in the first movie as well. It's, uh, uh, how do you say her name? Vera Formiga? Formiga? Um, yeah, I don't, I never figured it you, out. <laughs> you would know her to see her. She, she, you would recognize her face. She's been in a lot of things. Um, and then, um, uh, Peter Skarsgård is the, uh, the, the other who plays the dad. Um, yeah, she was in, what the heck else was she in? So she's in the thing I was thinking of, she, probably most people would know her from is the departed. She plays, mm -hmm. uh, 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 the cop who is undercover, Matt Damon's character, who's the, uh, her, his, uh, you know, significant other. It's mm -hmm. the it's uh, Leonardo mm -hmm. DiCaprio's characters uh, like shrink, basically. Um, but she's also in Bates Motel. She's in the Conjuring movies. Like that's probably where a lot of people know her from too. Anyway, she's fantastic. Peter Skarsgård mm -hmm. is, is fantastic. Um, they really dwarf the performances that you see in the second movie. Um, dwarf. <laughs> that was not a, that was not intentional, <laughs> but a pretty good Why? pun. Um, are we being um, PC it, here, guys? I said it was an unintentional pun. Um, so anyway, <laughs> this, the next movie, Orphan uh, First Kill, which just is currently in theaters, it is a prequel. Um, so it basically tells you the story leading up to, um, you know, the, the events of, of the 2009 movie. I don't like prequels in horror for this reason you know she's going to survive. You know right. the monster is right. not going to get got. She is going to get away. Yep. People are going to die and she's going to get off in some scot-free in some capacity. Now, I guess hypothetically, they could go in some wacky way and say there's a twin or whatever. But it just it felt like it kind of told you what the ending was going to be a little bit. But this is about um, her her origin story. But it also was left in this very I would say this movie is almost like a James like James Wan like wannabe flick because it feels like it's like a low budget version of his type of movies. Yeah. But then there's no mm -hmm. creature or action or anything. Nothing cool ever happens. Uh, yeah. See, I felt I felt like the film. Uh, OK, so I'm with you, Brian, and I don't like prequels like period. Like just mm -hmm. again, because like you're saying, you know how it ends up. So yeah. like, why do you care? Mm -hmm. Um with the exception of like Better Call Saul, because I, I did just finish that, and like they oh that's just they, the act. the writing is incredible right exactly yeah. they they yeah. understand what they're doing with the characters and they're fleshing them out more and it actually completely reframes Breaking Bad but well there's also like characters you care hmm. about other than Saul right. you know exactly what I mean? but anyway yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah so this like I didn't like this film up until the twist because the twist because. Mm -hmm. uh, Otherwise, it would have just played out like just a boring origin story. Mm -hmm. But when you get the twist, I was like, oh, uh, that's fucking kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you I, I, I feel so I feel so much the same in that, like, I was like, this feels mildly boring. Mm -hmm. like, there was no excitement to it. There was no like, oh, oh, we're building up to this twist. It was just like, hey, we need a twist. That's what it felt like to me. It was like, we need a twist to make this plot move forward. And that's yeah. what this whole movie is about. But we need to give you like a half hour of, okay, she was here and here and here. And how did she get here? It does feel like a script feel that like was continue. No, it, I, I agree. It feels like a script that was built around a twist a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then 
it never really pays off. Because I, I, you feel the it, same way at the end. If like you you get the twist and then you feel the same way the, at the I, end. That's not fair to say. The twist, I like the twist. I'll put it this point. I do too. I, I thought I'm the movie sucked and it was them. boring as fuck. And we'll talk about the twist in a sec. <laughs> then it got to the twist and I was like, ooh, cool. I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. But right. then it never really went anywhere interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess is what I what I meant. So we'll, we'll let's do that. Let's talk about what what happens at the beginning okay, and then we'll yeah. and then we'll jump to the twist because like you said, nothing really fucking happens up until there. So the first thing that happens is uh you see the origin. And when I say James Wanish too, like they're building this because they want it to be a franchise, like a bigger franchise. Cause you we were also introduced to the intro in the last movie though. We knew where she came from. Anyway, right. keep yeah, going. But, but so, I just so say- all they did it. So yeah, you're right. It kind of started. It didn't go any further back than we knew from the original movie. Right. All it did was just show her a little bit more in this asylum that she was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple decent elements. They show how like manipulative she is. And then, um, you know, that then this teacher comes in who's going to be like an art therapist. She manipulates her. Um, and then you see her like building a plan. She manipulates the other patients, one of which is... Um, uh, uh, basically if she promises her candy, she'll murder people, I guess, mm-hmm. or she just freaks out. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so, so they do one of them actions. Anyway, she does this whole big, uh, you know, uh, oceans 11 style escape situation, <laughs> except there was, no, except for like everyone could see her. And also, Hey guys, word of the wise, not a medical professional, but if you are building an asylum for dangerous criminals, turn the lights on. Just yeah. turn them on. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Turn them on. Because I feel like that scene, because like you you jumped mildly ahead to like where it was like when she we saw how manipulative she is. But I honestly thought that that opening scene where the teacher was introduced to um, to her like that it was kind of creepy. I felt like it was a good creepy scene. I, I, I felt a little Oh, chills. you mean in the room where you're yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. It, yeah, the where guy, it's like the, the guy. flashing of the lights yeah. and then you slowly see her face change. Yeah. I genuinely thought that scene itself was a good scene in the movie. It just was really predictable. You knew what was going to happen. Like totally. we were watching it and we were, I was watching with a group of people. It was me, it was Kate, my, uh, uh, uh my brother and sister-in-law, uh, my parents, there's a whole bunch of us in the room and we're watching it. And as soon as the lights went off, the guy goes, first of all, we were all like, why are the lights off? But then they, he goes, stay in this room. You'll be safe. And like four right. of us simultaneously said, no, you won't. Like it was yeah. so <laughs> immediate. And then they put him in the room. We're like, she's behind you. And then of course she was, it was just like very, I agree that it was predictable, but yeah. I, I, I do want to give it props that it was a creepy scene. I feel like it still was a creepy the, scene. The, 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 yeah. It's, it wasn't, it's it wasn't for- terrible. Yeah, as far as being acted, like, again, Isabel Furman does really well acting in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's probably the only good actor in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but like, uh, everything else, like Brian is saying, it, it still feels incredibly predictable. The whole breakout scene is ridiculous because she's just, like, hiding behind doors. She's like, hiding. The one by- her head's above the window. Like, yeah. you can see her. <laughs> Yeah. Like you could like that guy clearly could have seen her shadow. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yes. How how going. oblivious. And like the one that's really stupid is she's hiding behind a locker, somebody passes the locker, and then they do a fake jump scare of a patient behind her. Yeah. But like why wouldn't that why wouldn't the orderly that just passed that not also turn around to look at that door to make sure the patient wasn't breaking out? Well, that's what my my brother and my brother said when we were watching. He was like, so first of all, this is Metal Gear Solid, like on PS1. Um, like <laughs> yeah. the guys go, the, they go, oh, what was that? 
And then nothing. He yeah. was like, and she's just solid snake running around making all this noise, but nobody ever hears or notices. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty corny. Um, then she gets to the end and are we expect the end, meaning she's about to walk outside and you were, that was meant so to, weird. I did not like that scene. Part two, why, keep, you keep were going. meant to like, did she just get lucky that the feral crazy wild woman who kills people for candy was there? Or did she know that was going to be the case? Right. I felt like either. I don't think I missed it, but I don't think they like all we know is that she's like the other woman that distracts the cop or attacks him is is clearly insane. But she like, why would she somehow know that this a clearly young adult wants to escape and then help her. You mm. know what I mean? Without any premeditated like thing it, that, that part didn't make sense to me when I was watching it. Too, oh, so. I forgot to mention too, the way she gets out of the cell is by seducing this creeper to come into her cell, which I was like, cool, I, cool. I like that. That's, yeah. yeah, it was cool. We see, we've but seen that. And why is she works. super strong? Yeah, I don't know. She is a four. <laughs> Cause she's 30. She's four feet tall. And she was standing on a chair. That's not yeah. a good also balance. See, that's true. Like, yeah, you don't go a lot of. <laughs> there like, is wait. no four. She foot also grabs tall. Julia Stiles' arm, and you're like, whoa! Like, why would Julia Stiles be like so fucking like hurt by this? Though I would. I should. I should clarify. She's standing on a chair, standing beside a guy who looks to be well over six foot tall. Um, mm. or, or even if he's 5'10", I don't care. He's a tallish guy. He's standing there. She's on a chair and she kills him by grabbing his head and bouncing it off the wall. Brian, he's a beta bitch. He was going <laughs> to fucking just go against Does the wall Does he have way. a soft skull? Like yes. what? You know what? Yeah. You know what, Brian? Yes. Because Chernobyl we're, or we're something. Forget, yeah. yeah, we're forgetting this is in Estonia and Estonia has... Uh, like just bad vitamin deficiencies, yeah, I guess. calcium deficient, no yeah. vitamin D, and so yeah, they all have baby His skull. Soft. Is like a soft shell crab. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. like, really it's like a soft shell crab. Like the the soft spots in you in the Eastern Europe, they don't fuse when they're babies. They still have soft spots, so you can just poke people in the back of the head and end them. <laughs> it kills them. I can just put We're my totally, finger into your brain. Yeah, just like. absolutely. We're gonna get a pre prequel to this movie, and she just like is doing push ups for like an hour. And a half. <laughs> She's doing pull-ups. She's got like neck tattoos. Yeah, that's what we needed. I mean, we needed more Bronson type action in the, yes. in, the in the asylum. The next one is yeah, it's it's a pre prequel, but it's also ties into the Death Wish universe. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I meant she, Bronson is in Tom Hardy. Oh movie. my god, Not no, Charles I Bronson. I was pulling. No, I mean either. I mean. It, yeah, I I went to Charles Bronson, um, but yes, either or really, we're talking about the same thing here. Um, yes. So uh, not the same Charles Bronson, same mentality. Yes. All right. So uh, anyway, so she escapes. She ends up. Um, apparently, this is how you get to America. You sit on a swing at night. You tell a cop you're from America. America. That's all that happens. And then they send her to America. She has assumed the the role of this missing child. Apparently, she looks a lot like her. Um, in the face, which, you know, they show you she's supposed to or whatever, but apparently like fingerprints or any other thing, none of this exists. And right. they just send her to the country and go, guys, send her to, to Connecticut or whatever. in this like wildly white couple, like the whitest <laughs> people I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Connecticut white, like the yeah. whitest. Um, and they're super like he's wealthy. An artist and they're wealthy. You well, know this what I mean? Thing is, well, I took it as this. And I, I think this is what it was, is, is the, the wife, she comes from money but also makes a lot of money like she's the the money and he is the like you know ineffectual 
boy toy husband who she He's fe- kept. He a kept. He is a How kept man. How can I man. find one of them? Yeah. But then like you got to support him and just let him paint and fuck himself all day. I'm going like, to do it either you're... way. So, <laughs> hey, guys, this is what I'm here for. She goes, I want that, but I don't want to provide for him. In two, in two episodes, we're going to emotionally gonna... provide for him as you long as he can emotionally. You want a waifu. Just... Yeah. <laughs> in two episodes, we're going to see just some shirtless dude painting in the background and make Zoom camera. And he's like, can I have a drink? She's like, stop. Not Shut while I'm on the phone. <laughs> No, Keep uh, can I can I tell you guys a side story for my weekend this yeah. weekend? <laughs> so you got funny. married real so quick. stupid. Yes, <laughs> I got married real fast. Um, so uh, one of my good buddies had a friend in town from Chicago this weekend. So I was hanging out with them all weekend and just like getting shitty, and it was great. And um, but like the entire joke was always around like the music of Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock. Sure. And so we were just like making jokes the entire weekend about these songs and also listening to it incessantly. And it was, um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, Woodstock 99 is in the zeitgeist right now. That's, that's very true. So, yeah. um, it's, it's relevant content, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I'm eager to learn how this, how this works into your romantic life. <laughs> I'm not going to attract anyone at this point in my life. You you hooked um, up with Fred Durst. I wish. Uh, so basically, the joke became over the weekend that is if I were to create a Tinder profile, which I absolutely at this point refuse to go on any sort of dating uh, like app or whatever, is that I'm looking for my ball with a ball for my bang to the bang. <laughs> like this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I but I then say- we got called mildly racist because we were just joking about Kid Rock for a specific song, and then we're like, okay, maybe we should tone down this and go Why more is that towards that Kid. Because Kid, Kid Rock's racist. Because oh, Kid He's Rock is racist. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like we like people thought you were a legit fan. Yes. I yes. get you. I get we you. I get you. We were very in a very clear joking manner, and yeah. just like wanted to hear that one specific song. Gotcha. I mean, Fred Durst was all over the all over it. Like yeah. we were listening to multiple songs. Of- I'll yeah, give but, you I'll give you another really really fast one that seems somehow please. related that you're going to really feel good about. Uh, a good a friend of mine who uh this was maybe 10 years ago, not not that long ago, maybe like 6 8 years ago, it was before it was when she was single, she's now married with a family and the whole thing. She made out with the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Fuck yeah, she nice. did. <laughs> and Fuck yeah, she did. It was one of the coolest <laughs> stories I've ever heard in my life. She was like, yeah, he texted me and I just had him in my phone as Smash Mouth. <laughs> That's literally, did he smash her mouth? Because I, 10 out of 10. If, yeah. I, if, I, if I meet, if I start like talking to a really terrible kisser, I'm going to make them smash mouth in my phone. I love mouth. it. Um, but like smash and then mouth is the yeah, last yeah. name. Oh, I love that. Mouth. I love- <laughs> Not Smash Mouth, and then from like when you could put that thing in, like what the organization they're from. They're also from Smash Mouth. <laughs> this is Their Smash Mouth from Smash Mouth. From Shrek um, But I'm from so Shrek happy too. about your story. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Orphan first kill. So <laughs> our so, stories are going to be much more funnier than this movie. Fuck. Yes. So, um, yeah. So anyway, the kept the kept man uh, who is like this, like artisty kind of like angsty grown I like up the boy. Idea. You know, I like the idea of his art. I but then the thing that. was that he kept like he had this like kind of like a New York accent that came and went. <laughs> He's also, again, a beta. And you're like, OK, 
Like I can see why people thought you were racist. You were (laughs) using the term beta and listening to Kid Rock. I would assume you were racist. No, that's not. That's no. You call people cucks. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, bunch of soy boy beta cucks. He just like clearly is not emotionally strong, and I'm I'm an emotionally strong human. Yeah. So I was like, he was very dependent on the wife. Yeah. He's a sad artist, so that was a turn on. But then I was like, he's also a weak artist, and I know the dangers of those zones. You don't go well, there. He was a sad a tr- artist because he lost his daughter, you <laughs> nutbag. Yeah, his no, daughter no, died, no, no, bag. no, stop. He did not know his daughter died. No, no yes, he knew he, she was gone. gone for four years. He was assuming her dead. If if he was a stronger person, he would have been part of the whole ploy. Let's I know. be real. Beta, beta cucks always crying about their dead. <laughs> kids disgusting <laughs> disgusting weaklings soy boy beta cuck crying over your dead kid um big anyway. saying some alex jones shit and we should move I, on she is she's fucking info warring out tonight um she's so bad for saying all these things <laughs> 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 all oh right <laughs> so anyway yeah i was i was waiting the whole time to finish you saying all those things then i was go so his daughter died <laughs> um but i was just letting you dig hole. you were digging a hole and throwing the dirt on your own head it was awesome um anyway so uh yeah their their kids dies you don't know why she just went missing they don't know where she is they, the, you know, it's been this thing where they've kind of come to terms with the fact that she's gone, but the, obviously the father is not able to process it. Like, and it's really becoming a strain on the marriage and blah blah blah. They have an older son who's high school, college age, right? High school, college age, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, then all of a sudden they get a call, says, "Hey, your kid's alive. We found her. You know, in Eastern Europe." Let's bring her back. She's coming on the plane. She's home. She lives with you now. Um, so again, you a lot, lot of suspension and disbelief there. But we get her in there at home, and immediately you see that the son, the older son, is kind of skeptical about the whole thing. He's also kind of like he comes off very quickly like a piece of shit, like mm-hmm. privileged kid. You're like very much. You, you hate him before you should know why you hate him. Yeah, his yeah. name's Chad or Thad or something, <laughs> some shit like that, something yeah. like it. And and, and Brody. I, I it's like one of those things that they could have. I feel like played that off a little differently. Granted, I, it's I, not subtle did, at all. Yeah, like I feel like they could have played it to the plot of why you know why we understand well, i guess they you know did I mean? actually really now that i come to think of it i kind of like the way she did because i'm remembering the scene there's yeah. a scene where they're driving back from the airport and the and everyone's feeling very awkward the mom is like feeling very awkward or assumedly so you don't know exactly what's happening yet but she's feeling very awkward the whole thing and it's kind of like oh sh- she's putting on the show she's crying this whole thing my daughter's back, whatever the dad is trying to ease back into it. He's like overjoyed to have her back, but he's also like, you know, he's thought she was dead for four years. So all of a sudden she's back. The brother is very standoffish so mm-hmm. much. So as even when they're in the car on the way home, he like puts in headphones. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you saw your sibling that's been lost for four years, you would think you'd, you know, want to talk to them at least, let alone, you know, not be like bawling or sobbing, you mm. know, but, but he's just kind of like, whatever, put my headphones in. He's kind of side eyeing her. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what's his deal? You know? Yeah. Cause the other thing he does is when they're at the airport, the Julia style, she brings the 
Esther was yeah. what she's calling herself now. She yeah. brings Esther to the airport and then they meet the dad and the son. The son's name is Gunner, by the way. That's oh, that's tough the name. That's a that's, tough one. that's that's the Hunter <laughs> Tyler, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, like obviously the fa- the father runs up, gives her a great big hug, and then the son is just kind of like, "Hey, what's up?" And they like have to force him into hugging his own sister. Yeah. And it, so you're like, know, is he just an asshole? Well, right. You know what I actually thought when I initially saw that was that like maybe because I, I mean, you can clearly see he's like a young teenager of sorts, like probably 16. It's like, I think I mildly gave privilege to the situation to, like, oh, he was probably young when she was lost because we didn't really totally until I feel like it took a while to understand how long she's been gone mm-hmm. because I feel like once we found out how long she was gone, you could understand why the plot made sense that she could pull off this this uh, Esther character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not so unbelievably far fetched in that way. But the fact uh, the the coming back from Europe and them just uh, taking her word for it. And that that's the whole thing that was kind of sketchy for me. But you get the also idea the that language. they're very wealthy. Like, there, there was things too. I'm like the language. I'm like, yeah, you should have they should have questioned that more to make it more believable. Mm, that she that has this were, strong accent. Yeah, like that they were actually because, I mean, we understand that like this should be a clear factor. Like how the fuck? Well, even I imagine if she a was child. Young, if a child was abducted when they were six and now they're ten, they would. M- the majority of their speaking life happened in a different country. Sure. They would certainly have understand. that accent. I mean, I know people who moved to moved overseas for a couple of years and came back with an accent. True, true. Yeah. But usually I feel like a lot of times those end up like fading because they pick it up because of like who they're around. Honestly, I'm going to be uh, clear and say like sometimes I do that like when I'm around people that oh, like, yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. in a very distinctive area, I pick things up real fast and I'm just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But like that's why I'm saying I'm skeptical about it. Like why I don't think it uh, totally works and why I wish – the character of Esther would have tried to um, play it off a little differently. Yeah, why would, she, why would she have leaned in as much if yeah, she's so like manipulative like, about everything else? Yes, right. I think yeah. that's and, and, more in my brain what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and it, yeah, I agree with you, Meg. Because like the other thing is like she's kind of just generally shitty at this con, but yeah, she just like she just hauls off and says wrong shit all the time, like you yep. like misnaming the bird. Or like, hey, I can't wait to see that person who's dead. You know. Who's dead, yeah. yeah. Like, how do you not remember Meemaw's fucking dead? You mm-hmm. goof. <laughs> Being right, a real so goof. You, so, me, okay, so either they're trying to play it off like these are the normal, like, uh, ploys that she's, like, fucking up that she will fix in later. Obviously, this being, like, could have been the first kill. Yeah, that's how you I took I mean? it. Like, she was just learning how to con people. Because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I hope I, I don't think I missed it, but, like, how did she learn about the bird? Like, did I miss that? As the, far as the like- mother, the mother mentioned that the therapist has a bird, okay, but she didn't tell her what kind of bird it was, and so okay. she, she just wasn't paying attention, and she just assumed that bird. It's like it's like if you said, you know, Meg has a dog named Bruce, and then you were walking around with not Bruce, and then somebody yeah. came up and called that not dog Bruce. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yeah. yes. I understand. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, yeah, so so, you know, she's she's kind of ingratiating herself, the the brothers being really standoffish and weird. Um, And then, I mean, I think I don't think there's really a whole lot more to talk about until we get to the twist. Right. Nothing that's super essential. No, Um, 
like I said, a whole lot of nothing happens except for she's getting horny for the dad. Yeah. Again, this gets back yeah. to Meg's preference for why she picked this movie. Um, <laughs> the only, the that, only thing that stuck out to me that was <laughs> silly. Maybe I'm just a lot like a of sucker. faces right now. Maybe I'm just a sucker for a sad artist and I knew that she was going to like go after the weak beta cock. So yeah. maybe I'm also a sucker for weak that too. You cock. know what? You know, maybe I'm just a little, as an alpha female, maybe I'm just like a sucker for that. You know, you love a I want to be able to manipulate a man to do whatever I want to do until I'm no longer interested and I find the next one until I pretend like uh, that's what I want and yeah. you know guys I'm not good at dating we've already covered you're this you're more really more over. of a predator <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, the way I'm, you're describing it you're really more of a, of, a, of a succubus or a predator or something like that or a bog hag. <laughs> or a bog hag. Classic or a bog hag. I am classic a bog classic hag. Classic bog hag. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look for my ball with a ball to my bang to the bog <laughs> hag. She's gonna prey on men. She's bog gonna trick with in. the bog to bang to bang. Ball with a ball. No to bang to bang bog hag. No bog to the bog. <laughs> bang to bang. Going from bog to bog, just all right. Um, so anyway, this uh, the 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 um, Esther. Oh no, hold on! I didn't, I didn't finish my fucking point. You, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. we got bog hacked. <laughs> the, the the whole thing is like the other thing that made me laugh though was like they were making fun of her because she's like dressing old and being you know like old and creepy. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at her room, her room is old as hell. It's got old records in it. Yep. All the dolls are dressed exactly like her. Yeah. So like, why the are they making bought, the mom also bought Julie sales bought her the same type of yeah. dresses too. So, so why are they is... making fun of her for being what she already was? The whole house looks like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you made that point because it almost like towed this line of like what is reality versus like what's reality of like her reality versus their reality, and it makes you feel like she somehow is living in this alternate universe where she's like in old Russia, and that's what they did. But no, the mom is like you're my baby doll forever. And so yeah. we're going to play you off like this. No, I think it's a good point. I yeah. think it's an amazing it, point. It, yeah. It just didn't make sense when the like other characters, totally. especially like her brother was like making fun of her for being like that. Cause like she was already like that. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like, you know it. <laughs> Why are you bothering her gunner? You shit. I mean, the only thing, I, the only thing that I understood is that maybe they were trying to freeze her in time in a way. Mm-hmm. That was the only aspect because I'm like those some of those dresses were very like doll like that mm-hmm. you know maybe you would dress your baby girl in at that time and place but um well and also like these we people are so point, white like we we, we also, reiterate yeah they're too white we we don't I I don't know I don't like people that are that white but we also Nobody at this does. point <laughs> under, we also at this point understand the plot so we need to talk about it yeah. So, so, so here's kind of what happens is, um, you become the the Julia Stiles character. Who's the mom. She just comes out and says, fuck you. I know who you are. I know what you're doing. You're not my daughter. And then goes on to explain that Gunner, the son. Oh, I I feel like you're kind of, you're kind of passing over the way this is revealed. It it has a, it has a good reveal. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So because the because the way it's revealed is that there is a detective and he's investigating Esther. Yeah, yep. he, he is suspect because he was the detective that investigated her initial dis- disappearance. Mm-hmm. So now he's suspect. Esther 
comes up with this plot that she's going to go kill this detective. Right. I, I did. She, I forgot about this point. Yeah. This is important. Yeah. And she kills him and it, like he's on the ground bleeding and everything. She she tells him, she's like, my mummy will never know the truth. And he goes, she already does, kid. Like a fucking shitty detective and then gets this shot in the chest. Really, which yeah. is really what is so perfect about this like twist where we get this experience is that she, Esther thinks that she's like, I'm going to fuck your day up and I'm going to fucking make this right because to protect myself. And then we get the twist and it's like, nah, brah, this was already fucked before you even walked into it. We already were suspecting that Mommy Dearest was the murderer. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think is like so perfect about all this. Yeah. So but the whole thing it. is like and this character, um, he, he hasn't played much of a part in this movie. Mm-mm. Um, at all, like you don't get his name really. I think you might he's one like time. He's like the conduit like, for the plot. I think is right. really. You know he just mean? is like, yeah, he's just kind of a device in his own right. So she basically, he, he, um, you know, uh, you think the whole time that he's kind of skeptical of Esther and why she's there and all this stuff, but it turns out he's creeping around, uh, investigating the family because he think you know, he is suspicious that what truly happened, which he was correct, is that uh, the mom uh, is actually covering up her daughter's death. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never clear if he knows exactly what happened, which what actually happened yeah. was. But, but they played off like Esther is an- anxious about like, why is this person watching me? So she thinks he's coming after her right. when mm-hmm. in reality he is watching the family because he thinks all of this is sus. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and so what you come to realize and she explains and this, so this is really well done because the mom comes in and you think like, oh, no, she saw Esther freaking prison shiv the, the detective. Mm-hmm. But then she just hauls off and shoots the detective She's and like, murders his ass. And then you're like, it. what the hell's going on? And it's this quick moment of like, holy shit. Um, so you come to she comes to explain that she knows she and she has obviously known the entire time that she is not her daughter because Gunner killed her sister. Gunner killed killed his sister, a.k.a. her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to reenact that for me coming on. Wait, did she? Yeah, did he, he shoot her? No, no, he pushed oh, her. <laughs> he like, yeah, I just wanted to make. They it never more say why. Well, I was going to say, did I miss a part where he shoots? No, her? no, uh, no, no. They they pretended like it was an accident. Yes. he said he like pushed her too hard. He said, yeah. yeah. She said she was always playing too rough with her, and yeah. so my assumption was because we're in Connecticut, he mm-hmm. was doing some WWE power bombs. Fuck <laughs> yeah, killed his baby sister with it. Yeah, he was. <laughs> up in Vince McMahon country and he jackknife power bombed her onto a table. Absolutely. She didn't time. answer the 10 count. <laughs> so he killed, <laughs> he kills his little sister. They're actually protecting the WWE like whole network. That, that's, that's what this movie is actually about. I, I assume that at some point Vince McMahon paid off Julia Stiles <laughs> at some point, <laughs> paid a settlement. But no, I it's it's interesting because you never come out and say exactly if Gunner killed his sister on purpose or if it was an accident. Right. You, it's kind of he comes she's, off like he kind of was a piece of shit. I would have totally assumed at the time and place that he knew how strong he was. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I, he, I, I mean, yeah. I'm making assumptions because I don't like him. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when we get this plot twist, you every feeling about like and the relationships going on, you're like, 
I understand. But we also clearly see that Gunner is such a sadistic piece of shit. Yeah, he's a sociopath. So, right. Who, oh, yeah. Sociopath is great. Egotistical. Like, he comes at her being like, she's going along. So after all, like, uh, Julia Stiles tells her what actually happened and they get rid of the body of this detective mm-hmm. and they go back and they're like, we're going to come up with a plan and we're going to like actually try to work this out and like make this work. Mm-hmm. Gunner is like, nah, I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. what plan you guys are going on. I don't like this. So like he, I think at the end of the day, he is like another catalyst for how this story really goes wrong because as much as quote unquote Esther is like a sociopath, psychopath, murderous bitch. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go along with it. She doesn't start turning it back on them until somehow, like until their, until their own insecurities about jealousy come into play. And it's when Julia Stiles sees Esther with her husband. So well, I'm she's gonna, like a I, like, this super is villain. Weird. Though she yeah. acts like a Bond villain, and that's why I don't like that character. And why <laughs> Wait, I which one, Julia Souser or yes. like yeah. Esther? Yeah. yeah, she she acts like a Bond villain because this 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 um twist happened and i'm watching i'm like this movie's boring then this happens i'm like ooh, cool <laughs> twist didn't see it coming sure. at all yeah. yes. loved it yes but then she makes so many like for somebody who is able to keep this secret for so long and is so diabolical her logic was severely flawed as to why she wanted to do this right and but again then, her and her and gunner i think are exactly the same though like yes they're both I've, crazy as fuck and she keeps up a yeah a, uh, you know she's obviously a, an adult and he's like a teenager so she he's keeping up uh uh you know she's keeping up appearances a little bit more and her whole priority is to to keep up appearances like um, her whole priority is to fuck her husband again yes and and that's, that's what this that's movie the is driving all about. force behind this is hey, our, everyone have sex that's what this is actually the theme of the movie is <laughs> her relationship is falling apart with her husband because he's sad and depressed and and can't you know isn't obviously isn't able to get over the the death of his daughter and you know instead of going like oh maybe we should like go to therapy or try to figure this out or whatever who knows they might have done that she goes no here's a golden opportunity because this child wants to pretend they're our daughter so i'm going to embrace it and allow it to happen up until a point where I can't do it anymore, then I'm going to murder her and give her clo- give him closure. So yeah. her whole logic. She's is, a weak bitch. Yeah. She's also a beta cuck. Well, her, her she's whole, not. She is not a beta cuck. She, no, she you don't is. know what that means. So I don't know, I know what it means either. <laughs> so here's the whole thing is that her logic is so flawed because her thought is my husband's too um, sad to fuck. So I need to bring our dead daughter back. But I know it's not our daughter. So but if I show him that she's alive and then make it look like an accident when she died, he'll have closure and then want to fuck. See, I don't see. I don't think her initial plan was to kill Esther. Wait, she. I thought she said no, it was. No, no, no. It wasn't no, though. It no, was not. No. no. Like that's the whole thing. Is like why I say like I think and why I'm jokingly saying like she's a beta cook. Like I think she's like also a beta and that like she's weak. <laughs> And again, you know, I need to like take a hard break from beta because I don't know if you know if no, you. No, I, I look at beta as in like this weaker version of like an alpha. It, like she comes off like an alpha character, like as like this lead character where she is in control of the whole situation. But at the end of the day, she is so um, driven by this like more primitive, like 
I want my family to survive and I want my family. And so the only reason why she wants to keep this whole thing going is because she sees that the moment the husband is like, oh, wow, I have my daughter back. She is seeing a different side of him. She is she is not affected because she clearly knows what happened. But she is so driven by this side. So, so I see it as like a very weak point for her. And this is a weak point of her character. And then I think her character is then subsequently dr- like driven. Every action she does, we see it as this moment of like, it's coming from almost like a primitive ego place, like or that like lizard brain where she's so reactive that no matter what, she wants to protect her son and she wants to protect her family. And she saw this moment of maybe fixing things because of something she's hiding. And then ultimately her ego comes back around. And this is what I think is the demise of the situation too. So this is like everything that I'm saying. And like, as much as like the jokes come around, this is what I think and I see in these characters. Okay. Yeah, yeah no. you're right. That's just not what a beta is. Beta, know, a beta would not take a beta would not take action the way she does. Yeah, I beta, understand. I understand. Means, like, I understand. I'm joking in a lot of ways, guys. Like, come on, understand. I you just, just wanted to make me. sure that you knew what that meant. So when you no, use no, it, I, like, <laughs> I just didn't want her to call everybody beta. <laughs> I just want to call everyone a beta who's weak as fuck. Um. So anyway, I'm, she, gonna, yeah. I'm actually gonna do that. Everybody who's not me is a beta. <laughs> There's one alpha. It's me. Y'all bunch of betas. After that, all betas. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, she so she um she's hiding this, right? And it's all about basically um, you know, she had this golden family, everything was perfect, and she wants to, you know put them up on this pedestal and she's created this great family and she really derives a lot of her self-worth from like her family and the success of her family and all this stuff. Now she's Connecticut, of course. Yeah. They're Connecticut as fuck. Um, so when the daughter dies, her whole thing is I've got one kid left and I've got to make that get, put all my eggs in one basket with this kid. He's a shit kid too. Yeah. Cause he murdered the other one. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, but he, you know, he, they, prop him up on this pedestal and he's like this champion freaking fencer which is again the whitest thing in the fucking world he does <laughs> fencing um but anyway so they they bring him back and whatever um so esther and and the brother a gunner i guess i can barely say with a straight face um <laughs> they are fighting and arguing back and forth right? not even, it's not even arguing back and forth he comes at her so like you know i'm not defending esther at all but gunner like as a character comes at her as like I know what's going on. I know what's happening. Right. But and she is an interloper triggers. in the house. She is. And that's yeah. why that's what I think is interesting about this story and the with the twist. And the only reason why I would like I keep bringing it up is that she accepts the reality of it for a minute until all these other subsequent things start happening. And then she's like she goes into complete primitive like defense mode. Wait, and she's the mom like, or Esther? Esther. Esther. Because like, okay if we're looking at like the train of events of what happens, clearly Julia Stiles, she comes at her and says, Hey, I know who you are. I know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And then Gunner comes at her and is like, you're never going to be able to be part of this family. You're never going to be part of this. I don't think Esther's aspirations were ever to be part of the family. No, 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 she wasn't, but she wanted, she wanted to, she knew that if she didn't at that time, 
they were going to turn her over and she was going to send back to Russia. Oh yeah, she had yeah, she had so to play was, along. Was, she had to play along for her time. She and, did. Yeah. And but she but in that time, that short period of time in the movie where we were watching this go on, it wasn't her doing anything besides hitting on the dad. Right. Cuz that's how her that, co- that's how her con works. Her con works is she gets the mother and anybody else out of the way. Exactly. So she can be with the father because that's how the way it worked in the first film. I, I think it's just because she's like an older woman. She's like, I want to have a partner. I mean, I'm not defending Esther in any way, shape, or form, but I'm watching the plot happen as it is. And like, if she she was going along with the plot, she could she was almost going to leave the situation. We watched that happen, and mm-hmm. then she came back because she has clearly has feelings for that. It's just like this is like an insane plot in general but it's yeah. all derived from like fucking <laughs> egos of people's like saying oh yeah uh i need to protect myself but then at the same time i have these like feelings and then this is where everything goes to shit yeah it, yeah it's an insane plot to begin with and it, like they're just trying to do their best to make it mimic what the uh the first film was as well but like the it has the the, the way she Esther, the way Esther kind of maneuvers through this after it's been revealed that Gunner and uh, Julia Stiles, I don't character name, after it's revealed that they're lethal to her, like she has to accelerate her uh, plans as well. So like she's playing along, but she has to you know get uh, get them out of the way quicker than she would have expected. Right. Totally. Uh, see, I, see, I took it as because at one point she makes the comment of, and maybe it's the pivot plan. I don't know, but she makes the comment to Gunner right when they bring her home, right after the reveal happens. She makes the comment of the only thing harder than losing a child is like the unknown of of not knowing what happened to them mm-hmm. no i think so, i think that was a significant thing too and it, it shows her motivation that's what i'm saying i think her motivation was always to kill esther to give the father mm. closure no I, th- I think she was okay like if she if she could have worked out a, a i think i think the fact that they had they killed the detective is what set it off like yeah, had 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 Esther not killed the detective, there is a good possibility mm-hmm. that she could have just lived the lie for the rest of however long it, she was going to, mm. um, or at least until like maybe she got older and it became more apparent that something was wrong, and then maybe she got done away with, or maybe she got sent to boarding school, whatever it was. So mm-hmm. I think I think there was mm-hmm. definitely an elongated timeline but it's like after esther kills the detective everything accelerates so julia you know obviously gunner is ready to kill her right away julia styles is trying to just hold up you know appearances so esther doesn't suspect that they're going to kill her and esther you know is obviously trying to get them out of the way as quick as possible because she tries to fucking dump them into a train track you know, give them the old Brian can't find fruit boot special. <laughs> fruit boot. That's um, the Canadian version fruit of fruit boot. Fruit boot. It's going to be a new beer name. Yeah. She tries to push them in front of a train. So right. she's trying to get rid of them as quick as but possible. But this is also like, again, this is where we see that cat and mouse almost type of thing going mm-hmm. on where she starts suspecting. I don't. That's like the weird thing about it is that 
I don't in this situation as much as Esther was the first person to like come at the family being like I am going to I, ha- I clearly have more control over the situation than you do but once we get the plot twist I feel like there is a, a small period where we get the cat and mouse of it and I, I think it's like a good part of it and probably one of the few entertaining moments mm-hmm. of the actual whole movie yeah. can i ask a question and i don't know maybe i just wasn't paying attention but like they set up gunner as this champion fencer does that ever come into play no he remember remember he tried the only time it came into play was when she was like go get her when they're back at the house after the train situation mm-hmm. and he puts on the mask and then takes it off and then you see him be like, he has this fencing fucking knife. And that was the only time I could probably recall. Unless Brian. Well, later, she, I mean, else. that's how he ultimately kills her. I mean, she ultimately kills him. No, she, no, she kills him with a crossbow. The, yeah, the crossbow. Oh, yeah, she kills him with a crossbow. But she stabs him a bunch of times with his with the broken end of his one he broke. So during the match at the beginning, he breaks one of his uh, swords. Mm-hmm. And okay. then... Uh, she ends up killing him with the broken maybe, sword maybe after she's with the crossbow. When I saw it in such like a moment, I was like, "Oh, that's just the crossbow." She like pulled out and like stabbed him with. But that's yeah. my beat. I mean, we were introduced to the crossbow at least too, so there is some mm-hmm. relevance to it. But um, yeah, I was just, but, yeah. I was just trying to think if I missed like a scene where he tried where Gunner tries to fence Esther. I don't know. No, no, <laughs> no I, I don't not think really. He I mean, I he, no, he tries to nothing. kill her when he's going. Okay, so so we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but we're almost there because. Um, you know, basically the mom has this conversation with, uh, with, uh, uh Gunner and basically says like, Hey, we got to stick it out for a little bit longer. And then, you know, then we're going to kill her cause it'll be too suspicious if she dies right now, whatever. But then she just tries to poison her. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so with, with this, you know, with, with this Poor you know poison too, in her dinner and then she goes, Oh no, uh, I'm not hungry or I'm going to eat upstairs or whatever. So she goes upstairs. She puts the food down beside this, this event where this rat lives. And, and she's like, she doesn't know. I don't think she has any sus. I think she just like, feels like she's being treated poorly because at that point she knows that Julia Stiles knows about her past. So I thought it was suspicious. Being, I thought no, she no, was, was suspicious. Completely- she was being poisoned. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. She totally she, was. Because, do you <laughs> yeah. think she was? Because I feel like she liked the mouse, and it like that's the reason why I don't think she did that. I don't think she cared that much. I I think she specifically used know. the rat to see if it was poisoned. Yeah, because she, she put the, she put the in. she was she was upset about the mouse the rat dying though. Like, I think this, she was this, upset. Okay, that I don't wanna, she... I feel like it's a silly thing to argue about, but like I I think I can hear what you're saying. I think like also there's an argument for like. I think she was just mad she's being treated like shit. And that's what she took it as is that she's being treated like shit right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I mean, got the mac and cheese. Yeah. I mean, even either way, like she's I th- I think that reaction might be, oh, that bitch did try to poison me. Mm-hmm. Like she was suspicious and she then learned. she was like, Oh, Absolutely. she fucking did when she finds the dead rat. Yeah. In but, the smoothie. <laughs> Yeah, and but she then, didn't know until she didn't know until she saw it. So that was again, I think, a reactionary thing. That that's why I say be. it that doesn't was really probably, matter. But that was like, yeah, no, it doesn't really matter. That's why I think, like in my mind, I thought that uh, it was like she didn't know that she at that point was hmm. going to try to kill her. So the the rat's dead, and she puts it in a smoothie and cooks it for her, and basically gets her to. <laughs> 
pressure oh, yeah. in front of nap. the family to take a little sip of this uh, rat smoothie, rat carcass smoothie. And then we get a nice little shot. You're not going to make a nice rat smoothie for your family I mean, this, this I, weekend? I, you know? I want to <laughs> see what happens if I put a rat in the garbage disposal a little bit. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but anyway, mm. so... Um, so now, you know, shit's kind of on at this point. She's like, oh, no, she's full on trying to kill me. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, I jump it forward a little bit, but essentially they go, all right, we got to pull the trigger now. We got to we got to we got to kill. Uh, we got to kill Esther. So the mom who I just remembered her name is Lena. Uh, the mom and Gunner are like, all right. We're going to corner in the room and we're going to kill her. But apparently the two of them are incapable of doing that. Um, there's a whole comedy of errors that happens. And ultimately she um, she escapes. So this is one of the things there was a couple times this scene being one of them. And even when she's explaining it to her and even when they have the whole situation in where are they walking at? I'm trying to remember. It's like a mall or something. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to kill you when we get home. Like, she, <laughs> that's what I mean when it's like, it really felt like this, like James Bond villain thing yeah. where they just kept explaining to her exactly what they were going to do. Yeah. They get, they get so arch both Gunner and the mom, they get so arch yeah. after the reveal. And like that whole scene where like, she's like, and this, and I know this and I know that, and I'm going to mm -hmm. go fuck my husband. Hmm. Yeah. Like this that's such an arch this, villain thing. <laughs> totally. And I think like, yeah. this is completely where this movie falls apart again. So I think like the beginning, we walk into it, understanding that we know what this fucking woman's doing. And then we get a great twist and then we get the bullshit ending. I literally felt like the rest of it completely. Like, the only good part was the middle. The yeah. only good part of it. Because we, I feel like everything after that is like, okay, let's just watch how she figures out how to kill them back. Right. You know, there was nothing interesting. Like somehow she was able to sneak out, which again, the first, the first movie, I, if I remember correctly, we end basically like we know she escaped and we know there could be. Yeah. She's movie. still out there. Yeah. Yes. But it wasn't as in your face mm -hmm. as this film was. And, and again, that goes back to this being a prequel. Cause you know how it ends. And then mm -hmm. there's something you've been saying it a couple times this episode, Meg, but you're like, I'm not trying to defend Esther, but that's kind of the problem with this film is that it, after you make the twist, Esther becomes kind of the protagonist. She does. And you're, and you're, you're right. And you're mm -hmm. kind of rooting for her because one, nobody likes Connecticut wasps. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no good guys. Yeah. Except for maybe the dad, but except he's, the dad, as yeah. we've established a total, Soy yeah. boy beta cuck. Yeah. But oh, I was wrong by the way. Lena is not the 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 mom. Lena is Esther's yeah. real name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think. I'm getting yes. mixed up. You're right, anyway, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Because Trisha is the mom. Trisha. That's right. That's Trisha. right. That's right. I was trying to think of the mom's name and all I could come up with Lena. Um in any case, um, yeah. So they um have this whole like you know, blowout thing, like we said, where where they have like a fight. And there was a really funny line that I did write down when they are kind of like, I'm going to you know what? You're going to get so killed when we get home. And then <laughs> and then they like have this little fight. And he, I think he, she kicks Gunner in the nards or something. Yeah. And he just goes, Mom, 
fuck bitch <laughs> <laughs> just screams three words um i don't know i just thought it was really funny also um early in the movie two things i forgot to mention one was during the time when gunner's having his little like party with his douchey friends outside and like mm-hmm. she wants to come out esther wants to come out and stuff they're playing juliana theory <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> time and place, that? bro. Like, but I that's did, like I a did. Pittsburgh band, right? Or isn't they a Western PA uh, band? Yeah, they were popular out know. here. Were, I mean, but, I just yeah. remember them from my like high school days. Yeah. So I feel like, wait, what? Uh, if we're looking at this, that music was probably perfect for the time and place. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah, because it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was the two thousand. The movie is occurring in two thousand seven. Fuck that. He was mm. actually his subsequent years will be with like dyed black hair with you know the emo quaff and he'll mm. have the nice like yeah no he that was what he was destined for yeah but then he got killed by Esther and then we got I, I did make a note earlier and I think I said it out loud I was watching the movies well there's Chekhov's crossbow <laughs> like right you just saw it you knew it was gonna happen later Juliana Juliana theory though is uh they're from Greensburg so there you go Oh, there you there go. There you go. I, right. I, I knew they were Pittsburgh area, but... Fucking Zao and fucking yeah. Juliana Theory. That yeah. makes sense why they moved mm-hmm. that show up here. Um, Got but, it. So whenever she escapes, she, she steals a car, drives off, and this is before... I'm going scene. back a little bit. This is before before they mm-hmm. decide, okay, it's time to kill her because the cop brings her back home. Um, mm-hmm. She has this whole scene where she's like... Driving a car fast, wearing cigarette, wearing sunglasses, smoking cigarettes, and listening to Maniac. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's such a weird, out of place scene. It fucking yes. rules, though. Uh, did it? Why? It why? Did. Did, why? Did, why? Because it is so bizarre. It's it because it is bizarre. Yes. So, and again, this kind of plays into like the fact that after this film makes the the twist that it does it just goes off the rails and gets really silly like the 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 villains mm. become very arch this becomes like they they populate it did get cartoonish but yeah steve like, but, like can we talk about like w- did she do any of that in the the first film i don't even remember and i don't care I, like, that, I'm that's tra- not I'm like, like no no, yeah. no 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 but that's what i'm saying <laughs> it, like like, um, what I'm saying is that, like, I do think there would be a, a good connective tissue between the two films if we had something like she has this when she feels free, she goes into this certain space where she's like, yeah, I am a fucking Donna smoking cigarettes, putting lipstick on. Where did the lipstick come from anyway? The mom it was just, it was just in the car. It was just in the That's car. what I'm saying. Like, but we also, again, don't know. Okay. It was weird. It is. There was nothing yeah. besides that. The only thing that makes sense is that that is a piece that shows that she is an insane person. That's the only thing in my mind. But they tried to make her like an anti-hero mm-hmm. almost. Like I really that's what I hated the most. I hate when you try to turn the bad guy into like an anti-hero or something because it just sucks the wind out of the whole story. I mean, in theory, Julia Stiles' character and her son were the fucking bad guys too. Right. Even though Esther was ultimately in this movie the point of the bad person. You know what I mean? Like the point of the bad person. Yeah, like it was, she was like the actual, oh, God damn it, guys. I hate this episode. Yeah. The, the, you know what I'm saying. You yeah. guys understand what I'm saying. I'm backing down. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but it's like, the, <laughs> like what Brian's saying is like this movie is so much like Texas Chainsaw 3D, and where 
like they turn Leatherface into the fucking anti-hero and like he's yeah. never mm-hmm. so you're never sure. supposed to root you, for him he's a fucking that, yeah. yeah he's a fucking gross cannibal who's out of his mind like but it's did, insane in that, can you guys correct because i don't think i didn't see that movie like can you correct me was there anyone else like it like in this movie where uh gunner and julia styles character is like they are ultimately also the fucking villains in this mm-hmm. did that did that movie also have that yeah it's like curious yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean it's like you don't want to ruin for anyone so you're looking for the least bad person yeah that's well, the only person is the dad, I guess, is technically blameless in this mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. 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 He's he's blameless and he's more or less he, like he's a victim, but also he winds up having to fucking die because that's just one, the way the first orphan film sets it up that the entire family mm-hmm. died. But then also like it, it's it reinforces Esther's character that like she's not accepted by people because the reveal at the end is like her like nice teeth come out and you see her old smoked up fucking eastern european <laughs> teeth <laughs> <laughs> she got her she got her yeah that 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 was was that in the first movie i think it was mm-hmm. i didn't remember yeah. that i didn't remember that because that, that was like um, one of those huge reveals too you're like holy shit this was like one of the most revealing factors of her age Mm-hmm. yeah okay the first movie and then that makes more sense because in the second movie it's like eh, she looks weirder with the with, they don't look as the bad they teeth. don't look as bad yeah. yeah um but uh you know i i just kept getting back to the fact that like this is a whole lot to just placate your husband you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah you know i don't know but um so you know, you get the whole thing like we talked about where they decide they're going to kill her. They corner her. She gets away. Then Gunner throws her ass down the stairs. Just I'm going to go out and say, guys, she gets yeeted down the fucking stairs. It was a yeet. Yeah. Good yeet. Yeah. Gets yeeted down the stairs. And then, um, you know, immediately Gunner's like, oh, it wasn't my fault. And the mom's like, I know it wasn't your fault kind of thing. But she's not dead. She gets up. She bails. And then they're searching for her around the house. Gunner's walking around with his fucking cool little sword. Um, and then uh, Esther pops out, shoots him with the crossbow, runs over stabs him a bunch of times with his damn stab, uh, stab, stab. You know, his own his own little fencing whatever the hell sword things are called um and then she comes in the mom comes in and goes oh no you killed gunner he's the best and um then they have the worst fight scene of all time <laughs> <laughs> the mom and esther's fight scene is one of the i imagine if i watched it again i might enjoy it more for its stupidity but it's real fucking dumb. Yeah. They're fighting. She's four foot tall. Like, how is she so strong? <laughs> she, they're throwing each other around the room. Like, it's she's fucking, a 30 year old yeah. lady. So maybe in, in like she has the mentality of a 30 year old woman. So I she's mean, like physics, I have, though. She's like 70 no, I feel pounds. You. I feel you. Julia sells also a tiny woman, too. So, I yeah, mean, but they're freaking LOD just freaking launching each other. There are, there are so shit. many things that I want to question that are worse than that fight scene. Like, as far as like, I don't the, like, know. The I mean, of, she like, turned into Kurt Hannig, right? in the freaking kitchen and start tossing each other here's, around here's the other part of like why we need a prequel prequel is that you need to see her go through russian sambo training <laughs> with she, the emelianenko brothers yeah. yeah i think that's actually the bigger point is that we actually know that she is russian and she is gonna fuck shit up either way it's like we have this assumption that like they breed 
strength there. Yeah. Her point. real father is Alexander Milinenko, <laughs> and she has she was born with tattoos. She has the tattoos. Um, she can pop her hips. She's gonna drop you on your head. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. you up. <laughs> so she's anyway, born in a um, fucking jail cell. So I mean, oh, like Bane. Yeah. They. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. making this up right now. I don't know if that's actually real. <laughs> So then they they go to the uh, they eventually end up uh, as all good horror movies end they end up out on the roof both of them simultaneously hanging from the gutter by one arm uh, or not by one arm I, I don't think that. I think that so part up they're hanging up they're hanging by the gutter and then the dad comes in and is like whoop 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 and then she, you know it's like this situation <laughs> where who are you gonna say it's like this Sophie's choice cartoonish Sophie's Choice situation. Yeah, he's so taken back by the situation. And they're both arguing over each other that she's not even the real Esther and she's like... Okay, can we also take a... How did he get up to the fucking roof so fast? He went into the burning house and like then ran out to the roof. It's like, no, this is not how this happened. Anywho, keep going. The 70-room house... No, the room, the, the house has 70 rooms, but he somehow knew exactly where to go and found them hanging. He said, fuck yeah. Gunner, because I also hate Gunner. That's what I would have said. The worst. I was his dad. Yeah. Um, and I would have kept running. <laughs> and and then they, they eventually, uh, you know, there's a situation where she, he kind of decides to save Esther, but also like simultaneously the wife falls from the roof. Does a pretty cracks good, her head a pretty off the curb. It's a pretty good head crack. Yeah. We knew she was dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did does the little, they make it very clear. She's dead. The melon splatter, yeah. you know, all over the sidewalk. And then he saves Esther. They're standing there. And again, so stupid. <laughs> He's like, her teeth I somehow fall out right isn't like what it is like yeah he's he, like massaging her yeah, face he's like and oh her let me oh finally come out. now your teeth come out and then oh, she God, just decides she's going to confess fucking... her love to him and we're going to be together and all this stuff this is so and stupid then, this is such okay keep going sorry I'm yeah so and then mad. he's just like Again. no what the fuck and then she realizes it's not going to happen and he just she shoves his ass off the roof he splats right beside his wife and Esther. I mean, 10 out of 10, that's what I would the, do too. If I like didn't get my way, I'd be like, shove you off the roof. <laughs> you know? But then the dumbest thing in the world happens next, mm-hmm. which this was one of the worst scenes I can think of. He, she walks back into the house, God, I hate it. does an extended montage mm-hmm. of getting dressed in a house that yeah. is ablaze. Mm-hmm. Not just like there's a little bit of fire. The entire house has been completely set ablaze. Um, very terrible CGI fire. <laughs> um, and she is in her room, putting her bows on, getting all prepared while the entire house is burning around her. No smoke, no smoke inhalation, no smoke nope, at all. She's really. chilling. She's straight chilling. She actually loves it. Yeah. I think it this way. I think she actually <laughs> is born of fire. Yeah. Well, you see, Brian, no smoke it, inhalation because she's short. She's too short. To- <laughs> She's not Fuck you, one dude. foot I'm tall. I'm actually not going to even accept that comment at this point. I don't want to give walks, this ending any sort of gratitude. No, she walks down the stairs as the literally the entire house, except for where she is walking, is on fire. She's just literally strolling like there's no heat or smoke or anything. Walks right out the door as the firemen are coming up. 
and there's corpses on the sidewalk. But there's no and one the coming the up to her. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, I was so fucking mad. I'm like, this is the stupidest. Everything you just said, 10 out of 10, is like the least, my least. Like, I was so, I thought it was the most dumb way to end this. It was not a good, like, lead into even the final scene that we get, but also even into the next movie. Because in reality, she showed no feelings of, oh my god my house is on fire we never got that and then at the same time we never got this like idea of like maybe she should she like runs off like we never got any of this yeah this is this ending is so fucking weak and i'm still mad about it you talking about it made me more mad again I'm sorry. I uh, actually It's a bad movie overall. I would say yeah. there was one little part in the middle that was okay and the whole rest of the thing was a big old stinker. Don't watch the sequel. Watch the first one and leave it there. Leave the idea of the story where it is. It's a good yeah. story. It's a good like, you know, real life story. Don't fucking let entertainment get involved. <laughs> It's, it's absolute hot trash. Um, did not enjoy anything about it, um, except for that little like five minute part in the middle. Yes, right. yes. Um, that's pretty 10, much yeah. it. Steve, any any final thoughts for your? It is. It is fun ish if you're kind of drunk, but like Meg said, if you don't want to like kind of spoil the original story, like the original movie stands on its own. Mm-hmm. So, you, so, 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 did you makes, guys like that? Can we like? If I, I just want to recap, did you guys like the reverse movie? It's, the I feel like we collectively fine. was fine. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's I an interesting it like it's an yeah. interesting story, and it it it's different enough that it sticks out from other films. Like, there's really no yeah. there, like. Okay, so when I watched the original Orphan film, there wasn't anything else that really made me think about it. When mm-hmm. I watched this film, I thought about Titan, the way she you know, transforms herself into the mm-hmm. little girl. I thought about Texas Chainsaw 3D with the fucking sure. shitty uh, it, turning the it, turning the villain to the anti-hero. I thought about so many other films that have done bad things. <laughs> you know? I think that's such a good point. I think that's an amazing because I feel like you have much more of a bit better background because like when I first saw it, I felt similarly, but for different reasons. Like I, at that point, I was like, I but I didn't see it until maybe what did I say like was almost like a year ago mm-hmm. and I and I thought mm-hmm. it was, I thought it was great I was like whoa a little bit surprised this is interesting um, but yeah then you get this one and you're like wow I like exactly what you said uh, but not as prolific as you is how I felt mm-hmm. yeah it was uh, it was it was um, it was hot poop guys save your money uh wait till it's streaming for free somewhere Go on then, a you wednesday know. afternoon when you have the day off like me mm. or and then and then watch a different movie when you get exactly. there there's, <laughs> not this there's other movies out there there yeah. are there's a lot of good movies coming up too the invitations out which i'm curious about i know steve you said you did not want to cover that one i'm still curious to watch it I do want to see the Barbarian. The Barbarian's coming out at the end. Oh wait, that's next month. Guys, that's next month. Hocus Pocus two. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like that needs to be a family film. Can we do this like as a family? Just invite me along with your family, Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'll bring going. My I'm niece, be, maybe uh, like my niece. That'd be cool. I love. I don't even give a fuck, guys. Fuck you. I love Hocus Pocus. No, I'm, I'm curious. I just don't uh, want it to suck. Yeah, yeah. It probably's gonna suck. Um. In any case, uh, that's a good frog, Steve. <laughs> Final <Solid> frog. frog. 
The final frog. Oh, I no, feel like that's kinda, my so, face right surprised. now. Why does that look like my face right now? <laughs> Surprise frog. You're just looking at your video, Meg. No, I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's how I feel. Like I had a nap last night for sleep and I feel like that frog. Please post it with this episode. This I'm is not Meg great. Watching so this I'm movie. not only buzzed, but also sleep I'm deprived. Not great. I'm not she great. She just goes, I, so, um, I'm not great. Yeah, I'm going to continue to call everything a beta cup too. So I'm going to like give myself a mulligan and not feel embarrassed about this episode. It's really <laughs> super fun. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> All right, guys. Next week, let me remind you, it's our first fucking it is really if you think about it it is the one of two spooky season showdown mm-hmm. episodes guys this one we're getting real spooky with some satanic panic horror flicks go out and watch them uh follow us on the social medias as always and also i uh forgot to mention i think last time if you go on the old social medias or uh not social medias i'm sorry if you go on uh uh your podcatcher app you go on your spotify's and your apple podcast stuff like that go on rate us write a little review and then Send me a message on the social medias and say, hey, I sent you, I put you a little review on there. I'll send you some damn stickers. I just sent out some stickers as well. Um, what, yesterday? So, um, yeah, got a few left. We'll send them your way. I also threw in some like little spooky, like temporary tattoos and some other dumb stuff in there as well. So, can I say that uh, I always am like, like to see I'm that. like really excited that I actually like shared some of our stickers finally that have been sitting in my car for a month on end. Um, with some mm-hmm. coworkers, and they're 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 sharing them around, and I felt really good about that. Brian, please praise I've me. I've been sticking them in. I've been st- <laughs> I've been sticking them on a bunch of real weird spots. Wait, wait, a lot, like of, that a stuff. lot of urinals, or like what is like? Well, yes, I did do stuff like that, but I also did like put it um, like. Uh, when I was on a walk on a bridge mm. and just vandalize. I'm just that vandalizing. Actually stuff. Sounds pretty romantic. Mm-hmm. It was just me, get, but it did get pretty romantic. Get some outside people, you know, people who like being on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. under a bridge, like at a methadone it's clinic. Like geocaching. Like that's where I do. <laughs> it's geocaching <laughs> for DJs. Um, all right, guys, uh, that's it for this here mini. So, like I said, check us out next week as we do that little showdowny episode. Going to be a whole lot of fun. Get ready for spooky season, you sons of bitches, because it's fucking coming. And we're going to get into it real deep like here starting next week. So bye. Bye. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs)